if Hitler owned something, <laughs> would you go – if Hitler owned a food place, would you go to that restaurant? No. Okay. Well, that's the, my point. That's the thought that they have. It's, it, it's only a food place. If it's good, baby, I order. Oh, my God. So you'd support him, mate. You'd uh, give him money. No, no, I'm not supporting him. But by giving him money, I'm supporting, supporting myself by feeding myself. But you have many other options. But what if his is the best option? Food-wise. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, maybe. If Osama bin Laden had – if you were starving for like a month and Osama bin Laden was like, <laughs> here's a whole Arby's meal for you. But then like uh, a UNICEF guy literally gave you cow shit. Would you eat the cow shit because no. it's from UNICEF? Well, no. Did Osama bin eating? No. Well, did bin Laden hand me the meal or did yeah, I take it? Yeah, bin Laden bought you the meal and said, here, have oh, this I would take me. that. It's a gift. It's a okay. gift in kind. Well, then Saudi gonna... is giving us the but gift I'm, of Newcastle. Not... On today's Footy Corner, PSG Escape Atalanta, thanks to Eric Maxime Chupomoting, who couldn't do it on a cold, rainy Tuesday in Stoke. Wolves are knocked out of Europa, but not before Adama Traore is oiled up like a WWE wrestler, while United advance on, you guessed it, a penalty. Along with the typical comments and nonce of the week, and the debut of the Transfer Corner, next... And we are back on the footy corner after a little bit over a week. Arine, how's everything going? Everything is going well. Got a uh, new barber. Okay. Uh, new haircut. Um, just had some Chipotle, so we're rolling. How about you? Yeah. I mean, since our last podcast, I'm now officially married. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's right. I mean, so obviously because of COVID stuff um, – and, well, I mean, we're going to have an actual wedding, but we decided to just officially do it through, you know, town hall stuff. So we're officially, as of 8-8, solid date that, wow. uh, are married, and we got married by you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a minister. Minister Ari. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So uh, holla at your boy if you're trying to get get married. Yeah. Um, I guess so. And and me. We're both now ministers. Yeah. So. We should call this the, the footy ministry. Yeah. <laughs> The Ministry you, of Footy. If you want to join our church, holla at your boys. Um, yeah, all I had to do was really sign documents. But you've – okay, so you're saying that because, yeah, I just had to sign documents. But you've legit married people. So you're <laughs> – I'd say you're more of a minister than I am. Yeah, it's the same. Both of us, our signatures are we're, legal. We're part of the same church. Yes. The Universal <laughs> Life Church, which you sign up for in literally five minutes. Shut, don't mention that, mate. Well <laughs> – it's true. <laughs> shout out to the Universal Life Church. Is that what we're in? Yeah. 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 Shout out uh, ULC. ULC. Shout out ULC. Better than the UFC. No. Uh, Don't say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. On top of that, uh, you know, we, we've talked about it in previous shows. Happy Friday. Yeah. It, no, today's Thursday. Mate. What? <laughs> it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Glad. We're going to release this on Thursday night. Maybe the listeners will be listening on Friday. So happy happy Friday then if you're listening right. a day I, after. Well, I officially start classes um, next week. Yeah, I know. So, uh, it's no wild. No more being a bum for me. Wait, Monday? No, or Friday. the next one? Friday. Why well, the hell do classes start so Friday? it's virtual. Next Friday, it's a virtual orientation. Oh, orientation. That doesn't And count. then we're doing, I think it's half. Half of our school's in, half of it's out. Okay. I think they're trying to figure a way to get – so it's not like everyone goes in on the same day, mm-hmm. you know, COVID. Right. Um, yeah. So that will be interesting to 
to see, but things are going to start getting hectic again. So yeah, we start we start actually. So the like I as a professor start Monday. Like we have to go to meetings. We have, but the students start the next Monday. So got to get those classes ready. School's starting. I'm but, excited to start a new school too. So I'm excited for that. There you go. Sports are back. Uh, oh, I want to say because in an old episode, I was listen. I always listen back and and. I was, we were talking about actually when the wedding would be, you know, back in the yeah, day. Yeah. So because of this COVID stuff, we got postponed. Mm-hmm. Actually, as of last night, so this is breaking to everyone. Me too? Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows because as of last night, we locked down 8-8-21. So that'll be exactly a year after we officially got married. We're going to be in Madeira on August 8th. Oh, which, wow. Yeah. We had discussions as in like Caitlin was totally aboard. I was like, it's a Sunday though. People are going to be like, "Why the fuck are you doing this on a Sunday?" Because Monday they, they work, but yeah, you know that's I mean that's the oh, so special day. To Sunday, yeah. So guys, sorry, you might have to take a, a Monday off, but you know my justification. I was like, "Why don't we just do it on Saturday?" It's the same thing. People can fly back Sunday, but then she was saying that you could. I guess on one end of it, you'd take less days off anyway. I don't know. I always thought like it's easier just to go back to work on Monday, but hey, just lock wow, lock yeah. the calendars down, um, and yeah, wow. that's that. Will we now? My question to you: Your stuff starting up. Yeah. Are we going to be able to? Are we spitting out podcasts commonly, or what is your schedule? Yeah, like? no, I'm, we'll be able to do it. Same okay. thing, but cool. <clears throat> all right, just, we might have to release it later in the night, day, whatever. Later in the night. Okay, so we'll see what happens. Because again, half of my school is going to be, I'm guessing, virtual. So I won't all be right. traveling. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of my stuff will be virtual too. So we'll we'll try to keep you guys updated. During this kind of off season, because Europa League and Champions are going, we'll try to do it once a week here. This week, it's just it's pure us, no guests this week. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot to talk about. Let's start. Champions League is here. It's it's a single elimination tournament in Portugal. Um, let me ask you before we get into the actual games. What are your thoughts? I mean, I know they had to do it this year because of COVID, but like, has it been more exciting for you? So yeah, it's been more exciting for me because my team's not in it. Mm-hmm. So if Liverpool were in it. I'd be more because we are one of the better sides in the world. I would want two legs because I feel like two legs really does. May again outside. There's a guy code. This lad flies yeah. every time we record. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I was saying, is every time. Um, fuck! I lost my train of thought. You're talking about Liverpool and two legs. Yeah. So blah, I think blah. two. The the good thing about two legs. Um, I think for teams that are in it, for people, is it shows who's better, right? Okay. So for the overall competition, two legs are better because more money. That and then I also I do like the idea of like there's games at both stadiums. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm big on the neutral, you know, but I don't know how you feel about that. But well, but I, as a neutral, as someone that's watching from the outside, I I actually surprisingly do enjoy it more than I thought I would the single elimination, just because it's like. For example, I was watching United against um, like the Danish team. What was that? Copenhagen. Team? That's Europa. Copen- we'll to, Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was at Europa, and like I was like, damn, you know, like they slip up once, that's it. Right. Whereas if they slip up, you can be like, oh, they'll get them next leg, right? All right. Or United would get them next leg. But uh, what do you? How do you feel about that? Uh, I really. So as you said, money's the driving force. So unfortunately, it looks like this thing is only here for this year. Um, I will say I love this one-off competition. Uh, once you get to, I guess it's been once you get to the quarterfinals because they had done some round of sixteen matches. I mean, I, I do see your point, but I think if they could switch to this, I think it'd be great. Now, could there be a middle ground? I think so. I think what you could do is just like the FA Cup, 
do the semifinals and the final in one lo- in one regional location within two within a week within weeks of each other because then you got like but, the buzz is still going. But I think leading up to it, do the two legs up until you get to the semis because then I think if you get to the semis, you're dealing with some really good teams. By so that you're point. saying kind of like how the uh, League Cup FA Cup does FA Cup it. FA Cup yeah. And you do one, and when you get to the semis and finals, it's one off. But leading up to it, let those teams get the revenue from having a home match. Let you know, let there be two legs. Let's get rid of the shitty teams that made so, it out of their group. When you get to the final four, because right now the I think finals the, already, stands, the finals already played at neutral. Right. So you're just saying the semifinals. Add the semifinal and make it a week before, so that way that like once the semifinals done. You're buzzing for the final. Like, yeah, right I agree with that because there is that awkward – in a normal season, obviously not this, right. where there is that awkward you know, time where it's like you know what the final is, but it's like a month, right? Yeah. You wait yeah. a whole month for it. So, And I think most teams have like three – two or three regular season games that they got to play. Mm-hmm. So I, I see where you're coming with that. And, and now that you put like that, I think semifinals, yeah, that would be good. But then it's just like some teams – it's just, for example, I, I hate the, and it sounds so cheesy, but it's like those European nights at Anfield. It's like, you know, that's that's huge. If you think about it, if it was a one-off, Liverpool wouldn't have won Champions League last year. They would have just gotten raped by uh, by Barcelona, and that would have been it. You wouldn't have seen that that comeback. Well, but the point being is, I think you still can get fans of both teams to travel to this neutral location in that semifinal game. Right, but I'm saying like, there was a story, and it was like the impossible is is like is there, and then Liverpool did it. You know, I, there there's been it's like uh, Dortmund has done it in the past too, I believe. To well, Barcelona did it to PSG. Barcelona, yeah, that <clears throat> that whole comeback. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, I see that, but that can happen on I mean any stage. And, I get it, but I just feel like once you get to the semis, just I have mean, that game, see what happens. Bar- I mean, that first leg wouldn't have been like that though. I mean, at Barcelona, it's it like those, been at Barcelona. those special. It's it's just insane because like. When they did, when Barcelona did that against PSG, it literally caused an earthquake. Like that's mm-hmm. amazing because right. that was at Barcelona. If that happened at a neutral field, you can argue if that was at neutral, um, Barcelona probably wouldn't have fed off the crowd, and you wouldn't have even gotten that moment. I just think like when you play at these stadiums, it just creates a special atmosphere, energy, and moment that you can't replicate in neutral. In a final, yeah, I agree. It's a one-off. That's it. Well, it would have been te- that semifinal game would have would have been more tense than the first leg. I think the second leg, no. Look, but the first leg, it would have been more tense than that. I'm first not. Leg. I'm not debating and I, that. And Liverpool wouldn't have lost as bad. They would have tightened up definitely for, for maybe a you never game. know. You never know. And mm-hmm. yeah, because it wouldn't have been at the Camp Nou either. So things would have been different. So you're definitely right on that. But I just think you know because I've only we've only been on one side of this, right? We've only seen home and away legs. We've yeah. never seen the well, one. This, this, this is, is the, the first time. time. Yeah. And I like it. It's just I'm just going back and I'm thinking of moments that the two legs have produced and it's I don't know, man. It's this some, one something. leg can produce the same a big goal one no, that we're going to talk about later. Today. Even if you're a smaller like I say, big teams feed off those fans because they're so loud. But even just think about like a small let's say if Atalanta in a normal season made the semifinals, how crazy would it be to Atalanta fans say there's a fucking semi-final Champions League game going on at our stadium when that that's special? fine but then they could travel and be a half and half and be a wild scene at in I don't wherever, know, copenhagen wherever yeah they can they can so, have a memorable trip somewhere whereas my, the matches leading up to it they might have had here's some my question wins. would the semi-final venues be the same as for, the final as the final i think so just so everyone would play in the same stadium i think so and, and i mean it'd be nice if you could do it one week 
difference, but maybe they don't want to keep teams in the same place for a week. I, I mean, I think you can. You're seeing teams do it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. So, I mean, I think they do that. And I mean, fans you might as well just take a week there. off. I think business in Europe would be a little. <laughs> they go for a week to I don't know, you know, Munich or you know. You know I mean, so. a lot of fans do that regardless. You know, the week leading up to the game, you know, mm-hmm. they go there in bunches. But there you go. Yeah, I, I think it's a good debate to have. I, honestly, I'd be fine with either or. I'm just saying it's just the takeaway for me. It's just a lot of it's because I'm a Liverpool fan. And I just think of a lot of special moments that happen at Anfield and how much Liverpool kind of does feed off that crowd more. I, Me personally, I think more than a lot of other teams mm-hmm. do. Um, we're watching Atletico and Red Bull. I think Atletico is a team that feeds off their crowd a lot as well. But yeah, I think, I I mean, think people... But who doesn't feed off their crowd? I think teams do it more than others. I'm not trying to be biased here, but like a team like City, I don't think home. No, no, you no. no. And Jeff Paris has turned our podcast off. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying, but I think a team like City or a team like I'm trying to think Red Bull Leipzig. God, I'm trying so to think any of team a team that has like an owner that's come like in recently and bought Monaco or like you know these teams that their places aren't like fortresses, right? Yeah, they can become those. I mean, so okay, yeah, but let's like, but you see what I'm saying, right? They just don't feed off like Highbury for Ar- for Arsenal was like a fortress, okay? Mm-hmm. Like that was a special place to play because it was so hard to beat Arsenal there. You know, they went un- unbeaten there for so long. Yeah, well, we'll let uh, we'll let people chime in. Which where can they find us at? At the Footy Corner too. There you go. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah, do you guys like this current format? Do you like the old format or this like little hybrid that we're debating? Plus, I like more soccer too. So okay, well, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, let us I know think, what you guys think. I think we we both agree you can't do a whole thing like this again, like because you can't take home revenue away. So that was the middle. That is a lot of money. Yeah. Update. Okay. So, so so you like the one offs? Yeah, I would. I would like uh, the semi final and final to be played at somewhere, and I think to like the FA Cup, where like those games are still pretty like wild. Like you get really good like fan representation usually of both sides and if it's a big game i mean i kind of missed it this year but i'm thinking like along those lines it should be similar because teams will you know people will show up but we'll see what people think so we'll let we'll let them chime in right and we'll go uh we'll, we'll go there but let's talk about the actual champions league right so it's the the quarterfinals have started and it was a wild match yesterday psg2 atalanta not the atlanta hawks won uh pasalic scored for atalanta in the first they were cruising. They looked like they were going to win. And then Marquinhos in the 90th, Chupo Moting in the 90th yeah, boy, plus Chupo three. Moting. This man who came from Stoke City and PSG are in their first semifinal since 1994-95. So it's been a long time for them. In addition, PSG is now the fourth team that was losing going in the 90th minute and won the match in the Champions League. Can you name – do you know who the other three might be? Wait, can you say that again? They were losing entering the 90th minute. And oh. came out winners, not e- not even going to extra time. Like scored two goals to win it. Um, Liverpool, nope. Damn. In the history, yeah. One was in a final, nineteen ninety nine final. I don't know if you know that because you were like three. Man United over Bayern Munich in the ninety nine final. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, was Real Madrid ever one of those teams? No. Atletico Madrid, no. Arsenal, no. Just joking. Um. Fuck, dude. Chelsea? Yeah, Chelsea was on a losing end. In the 05 quarterfinal, Bayern Munich came back and beat Chelsea. And then this one's tough. 2013 quarterfinal, Dortmund. Dor- That's the game I was just talking about. Yeah. Ooh, I yeah. remember they uh, Marco Royce, I think, scored. Or no, I, it was against, um, 
Was it okay? I don't know if you'll remember this. Hold one. on, it's a hold tough on. One. Oh my god, it's not Napoli, is it? No. It's a Spanish team. Can you tell team. me what, it's a Spanish team? Yeah. Sociedad. No. It wasn't it wasn't Real Madrid or Atletico. No. Um and it wasn't Barcelona. Valencia. No. Who the fuck was it? Malaga. They beat Malaga. Oh, that's right. That was the Malaga team with uh, that was Isco's last season at Malaga. There you go. That was so, a team and our boy was the manager for Malaga at the time. Um Pellegrini. <laughs> the guy who's still alive. Uh, I remember I was actually in class at PNW when that yeah, happened. Yeah, wild game. I was I was I was going crazy because I really like. I think everyone liked that Dortmund team. Yeah, they played uh, Bayern, Bayern Royce in the and final and Lewandowski. Yeah, and uh, Neymar completed sixteen dribbles. Dude, people don't have that in a season, which is the most by a player in a single Champions League match since Lionel Messi against Man United in April of two thousand eight. Despite his miss. Neymar had a great game, and I yeah. think Mbappe made a big difference when he came in. What were your thoughts? So I mean, that, we did, obviously you didn't watch this game. Yeah. Uh, you had something going on, but what were your thoughts in general in how it went down in the craziness? Um, yeah. I um, So I did watch extended highlights of the game, mm-hmm. and I did see the sitting miss, and then obviously I was seeing feedback on Twitter. It was mixed. There was a lot of people saying, like, oh, you guys, you really think Neymar is the best in the world what a, or one of the best in the world? And then I saw that he was awarded man of the match, and I saw those statistics. I was like, Jesus Christ. And then he's the one that passed it to Mbappe right. for that assist at the end. And I think yeah. that was just a brilliant assist. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I've always been big on Neymar. I know a lot of people don't like him, but I truly think he's still the third best in the world, obviously, okay. behind Messi and Ronaldo. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, the uh, well... Maybe. I don't know. I think I have to see it from in the big stage. I guess we're going to have a chance now uh, with PSG advancing. I kind of feel bad for Atalanta. But again, yeah, I mean, you could see he made a difference. And when Mbappe came on, it was really big for them. Uh, So PSG will go on to play the winner of uh, RV Leipzig and Atletico Madrid. And as we record, that match is happening right now. Zhao Felix is taking a pen. Yeah, Red Bull is up 1-0 in the 71st minute. Zhao Felix is up. Actually, uh, spoiler alert. He's not going to miss this penalty because I pulled up. I went to pull up some stats from the game that's been happening, and it said one one. And I said, "Wow!" It was almost saved. And they have fans at the game. Oh no, that was a player. Seventy second minute. Atletico and Red Bull are tied one one, almost scoring for Red Bull. And Zhao Felix just now converting a penalty for Atletico. We'll keep you updated as as this podcast goes on. If it's still on, it looks like it's going to go to extra time. Yeah. So we'll see. Winner will play PSG, and then the other two matches that are happening on Friday and Saturday, man. Bayern and Barcelona. Simply put, we'll, we'll recap it. Who you got? That's it's tough, but um, it, it's always tough to go against Messi. Yeah, but I just think this Bayern team is. I don't know if they're the best in the world, but I think they're better than Barcelona. I think that there's just not a weak spot in this in this Bayern team, and they're on an insane insane run right now. So. I'm going to have to go with Bayern, but it wouldn't shock me the least to see, you know, Messi pull some crazy shit off. What, what about you? I'm going to say at this point in time, right now, I think Bayern is the best team in the world. More than, think, uh, better than City. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, well, City's playing well, but I think Bayern is just, I mean, they're out of this world. They just annihilated Chelsea, which, I mean, I'm not saying Chelsea's, like, amazing, but, yeah. you know, it's another one of those things where they annihilate a team from London. Uh, and Barcelona, I saw their match. Um who were they playing? Napoli uh, yeah. against David Ospina. I mean, they they did ransack them pretty bad, but something about 
La Liga They were trailing going into that game, though. Correct, right. In the legs. Something about La Liga this year, it just feels a little weak to me. With Madrid and Barcelona, I feel like they're not as good as they've been in the past. And I feel like uh, I feel like Barcelona or Bayern Munich will will take this one. I think maybe you you think that because uh, well Ronaldo's gone from Real Madrid, and there's no yep. doubt, and I think everyone's no matter who the manager of that team, you can have Zidane there. They're not better, you know, without Ronaldo, right? Um, and then obviously Messi's still Messi, but he's aging. Suarez isn't as good as he used to be. Obviously, no Neymar, so this doesn't even feel like a Barcelona team. Yep. Um, you know, I, I actually think after Messi, I think their best player is Frankie De Young. Um, mm. From what I've seen, his passes are insane. Remember that offsides goal? Yeah. They got called offside by VAR. That mm-hmm. pass by Frankie De Young was absolutely disgusting. But yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we talked about, I don't know if we talked about off or on air, but I don't think, I think moving forward, Barcelona and Real Madrid are going to maybe start declining. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll see what happens in this match Friday I, again. What do you think the score will be? 2 nothing or 3-1. It's pretty comfortable. I, I don't think Bayern's going to shut them out, mm-hmm. but um, I think it'll be 3-1. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I guess those can let us know what you think. Although, I, I mean, it's coming up tomorrow or today if you're listening tomorrow, or <laughs> which we'll recap this game next week. And then, finally, uh, Man City on Saturday playing against Lyon. Uh, boys. I mean, man, I mean, I, I just simply put, I think Man City's going to win. I think Phil Foden's looked pretty good. I, uh, we maybe owe a small apology to Jeff Paris because, because Phil Foden's been playing lights out as much as I hate him. Um, so yes. I don't know if he'll be an immediate David Silva replacement, but uh, he's been, David he, Silva's off really well. Isn't David Lazio. Silva? Yeah. Lazio. Yeah. So, uh, City over Leon pretty easily. I think so. Yeah. But. I don't know how Leon beat Juve, so yeah. you never know. That was, I mean, that's wild. Did you see how mad Ronaldo was? Did you see the temper yeah. tantrum he threw? If, if you were Juve, if it was Juve versus City, who would you have? Uh, I still would have taken City, but closer, not as comfortably. I think it would have been interesting seeing Ronaldo against City. Yeah. So that can set up, potentially, Bayern against City, or Barcelona against City. So that would be a hell of a semifinal that we can... Uh, preview next next week. It would be a pretty cool story if Leon went all the way and won it, <laughs> wouldn't it? I think it would be interesting. I think those, I can't uh, name one Leon player right now. I don't know. Those semifinal games, I believe, are what Tuesday. It will probably be Tuesday and Wednesday, I think, because Europa is Sunday and Monday. So let's go to Europa. We're now down to the semifinals. We're down to the final four. Uh, just kind of a brief, because I don't want to get too into all these random Europa League games. Uh, we'll do a kind of a brief rundown of, of what occurred in the last round uh, in the quarters. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk 4, Basel 1. So they'll be playing Inter Milan, who beat Bayer Leverkusen 2-1 in the semis in one of them. And in the other one, kind of our, up our alley with EPL podcast, United beat Copenhagen 1-0. Got a penalty on in that one, too, in, in extra time. Uh, and that was Bruno Fernandes finishing that off. And the beloved Wolves, yep. they've been knocked out by... I, I call them I call them Europa League experts. Sevilla, right? They yeah. won three in a row. Uh, Ocampos, the goal scorer there. Raúl missed a penalty in this one. Um, and before we get to the semis, any thoughts on these quarterfinal games, um, especially the ones involving the Premier League? I was teams? I was disappointed that Wolves got knocked out. I really wanted to see them make a run. Yeah, uh, it would have been cool to have them in United. That would um, been sick. There. Uh, so who do you who are you rooting for? Well, I mean, before we get into that, just I want to briefly mention, I guess, that 
Wolves, I was disappointed in them, but I don't I think they had their chances and they just they fluffed it and I, yeah. I can't it is what it is. And United, mate, that was a that was interesting. I thought they were gonna house Copenhagen. But they didn't. You know, it was it was really weird. Like they they dominated play after the first ten minutes, but they just didn't. Finish. You know, I think it's. I think that's what these one-off games do. I think these smaller teams are more like, okay, we can hunker down, right? Mm-hmm. If we just, it's one game, right? So if you could hunker down for one game, prevent them from scoring, anything could happen in pens. I think that's what Copenhagen was was trying to do, and then at points creating for themselves. Um, but again, it, it's these one-off games that really makes it almost a 50-50, dude. Like, it's it's it's, it's it was a scary matchup for United. Yeah. Um, but it's now survive in advance, right? We're kind of, it's kind of like a NCAA tournament, right? It doesn't matter who the fuck it is. You're just trying to get to the next round at this point. Right. And, yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm hoping we see United in Interfinal. That would be pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Uh, some traditional teams. But I think the other teams are here to mess it up a little bit. And I wouldn't be shocked if Sevilla and Shakhtar pulled off wins. I mean... It's really up for grabs. Oh. Who, if you had to pick one of them to win, which of the four teams would you pick to win Europa League? Who do I think will win it? Yeah, I think Inter Milan will. Okay, I think they're. The, the, here's the thing with these Italian teams: I feel like they're very uh, inconsistent. Like they'll just like have a very bad loss, but then they'll surprise you the next day. But I think this Inter team is is pretty well rounded, actually. Um, from what I've 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 got throughout the regular season, and and obviously they're. Doing pretty good in Europa. Okay. Um, they have a good back line with uh, Skriniar there. And I think mm-hmm. Handanovic is their goalie. Mm-hmm. And I think defense in these later rounds and in the final help a lot as shown through the team I support. So um, I, I have to go Inter. Which is why I'm going Sevilla. I think Sevilla is going to – they're the experts. They have a great defense. And, um, yeah, I mean that for them to beat Wolves, uh, I mean I'm not saying that's the end-all be-all, but I just feel like they're Europa experts and – Ole's side showed a little bit of, you know, cracking and a little bit of a, a weakness there against Copenhagen. So um, I have Sevilla actually winning. Uh, those people listening, let us know. Who's your Europa League winner? Who do you think it'll be? This, I think Sunday and Monday are the semifinal matches. I believe Sunday is going to be the Sevilla and uh, United match, whereas Monday will be Inter and Shakhtar Donetsk. Wow. So um, 2 p.m. games, Central. So accord your clock there. Uh, I have a meeting Monday, but I'll be done with stuff by 2 o'clock, so that's perfect. I'll, I'll maybe get home for the second I'm half. I'm actually very excited, more excited than usual for Europa League games because of the teams in it. Yeah, and You know, Shakhtar Donetsk is a team that's always making Champions League. They always, a lot of times they get out of the group stage, I feel like, too. They're Just not don't bad. watch them. They're not you know? bad. They're not bad at all. I think they're a team to uh, definitely look out for. Yeah. They have your boy Tyson. My boy Tyson, yeah. So. <laughs> Long-time FIFA legend for me in uh, Ultimate Team. All right, so Actually. there you go. Um, and your boy Dodo. Out Dodo, yeah, Marcos so. Dodo. <laughs> All right, shout out Dodo. <laughs> uh, before we move on, Adama Traore was wearing oil. I don't know if you saw. Bro, it wasn't just like wearing. This dude looked like he was in a, one of those pornos <laughs> where they just oil you up. Was I was going to mention that in the wild. intro, but I didn't know how questionable that would be. Um, well, leave it to me to say it then, because, I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, Connor Cody apparently felt the need to explain uh, why Adama Traore was, was getting oiled up. Um, and apparently he said it's something that comes from him and the physios and obviously makes it harder for players to uh, grab a hold of him. When I first started seeing it, I thought, God, he is having himself a little bit here. 
but there's a reason behind it. It's something he wants to do. He spoke to the physio about it to see how he can get better and stop getting fouled. So, I mean, that's obviously the main reason. He's got big arms, easier to grab. So when you oil him up, and the best part too is he, in the picture, if you look at it, he's not even doing anything. The physio's just rubbing it all on. Yeah. And the uh, theory was that so he doesn't get oil on his hands for a throw in as the ball slip. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, in other news, you hear uh, Wolves have broken, apparently, financial fair play. They've broken UEFA rules. Oh, no. Did you hear about this? So uh, they have to pay a financial contribution of to 0.6 million euros, which will be withheld from any revenues. And if they were to make a European competition next year, they can only bring 23 players instead of 25. This all because they, I think they were, they're reporting, um, they reported their income wrong and they really lost, I guess, 30 million euros is the thing. So if you lose 30 million euros for a certain amount of time, uh, you have these penalties, I suppose. So what are your thoughts on them being hit and other teams getting well, away from big situations? Technically, City. I mean, it's the same thing, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think but, – but the difference was UEFA did this one, whereas the Court of Arbitration in Sport, it went to that on, on, on that. Yeah. And that would have been a more extreme punishment, obviously. Um. Just any know. comments from you before we no move comments, on? No comments, really. <laughs> no comments. Okay. So let's move on to some other notes. Uh, the Premier League, we've talked about this before, has voted against five subs. So they're going to have three subs next season. Uh, so you can have seven on your bench. Three of them can come in. The other leagues have not made that decision yet because, for instance, UEFA is like, well, if the Euros come and players have had a very busy schedule, we want to have that open. Other leagues, I don't think, have commented. What are your thoughts on the Premier League going back to three subs Look, for the upcoming season? You know how I stand on this. Yeah. I'm a big advocate of the three sub rules. So. Okay. Keep it how it is. Don't change it. All right. So, yeah, just as a heads up, that's the new rule. So, if you guys are watching this season, don't call for your team to make a sub. They only can make three. Um, and I guess it was uh, mostly because it was cited as the big teams, quote-unquote, get an advantage because they're more deep. And that ended up being how the vote went. Um uh, Moving on now to League One and League Two. Again, it's funny. We call things before they happen. Did you hear about League One and League Two? What happened? That they will have salary caps in League One and League Two now of the EFL. Um, clubs That's voted so stupid. for a limit of $2.5 million for League One and $1.5 million League Two for salary caps. Is that because of the recent what coronavirus? Happened with oh. It's because of coronavirus. It says your wages, bonuses... Taxes and image rights, plus agents and other fees, are included in this bonus or in this cap. Um, bonuses gained from promotion or progression in cups, in cups or relegation are exempt. So that's my issue. Say a team goes down to League One, they're exempt from this. Yeah, they're going to have a lot more money than the other teams. What's going to stop them from kicking the shit out of everyone? You know, I, I mean, so they did say somewhere here that. That team will be exempt, but they'll have time to – they have to get eventually to the cap. They have like I think a year or two or whatever. But in that one year, they can just go back up, you know. Yeah. So in my eyes, this kind of closes the door for League One or League Two teams to really even get better or be good at all ever again. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't like it mm -hmm. at all. I agree with you on this. I think it's stupid. It's shocking. Yeah. I think it's because of all these teams that are struggling. I think a lot of it's also to do with um, like Wigan – 
right? That like these teams that can't like manage right. themselves. Right, and they're in administration. Administration, like what Blackburn was there too, right? Blackburn? I think so, maybe. Yeah, there's been. some big clubs that have been struggling, so maybe this is their way of just making sure that the small teams don't totally just capitulate. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm against it. Too. Guys, let us know what you think with salary caps. Or I don't think you'll see it in the Premier League anytime soon, and hopefully not the Championship. But you know, ugh, I, I don't like this. I think these these small division teams. Although, again, the same small division teams have big had big issues during coronavirus, so they're just saying, okay, we do this to keep you afloat. I don't know. Uh, speaking of that, Charlton uh, Athletic. Do you hear about them? Mm-mm. That they their future is in doubt. Uh, as in, they they were going to be. Uh, they were going to have new investors, new owners, very similar to Newcastle. Uh, but apparently it fell through. Uh, this group, uh, ESI, they were going to buy the training ground in Valley for £50 million. But the takeover had not been approved by the EFL, which placed the club under a transfer embargo. Now Charlton needs to be bought by new owners before the start of the 2021 season on September 12th to avoid expulsion from the Football League. A fate which Bury suffered last summer. Bury might be the team you're talking about. They're out. Bury's done. They're no longer. They've been expelled. They've been liquidated. And Charlton can have the same thing occur to them if no one buys them in what a month. So how do you feel about that? Charlton Charlton? would be a good team to invest in. If you're an investor, I mean, it's a big club. They have a the Valley. It's a pretty well known stadium. It's in London, Mm -hmm. right? I think so. Yeah. I mean. I think I was them in a career mode in FIFA. I mean, like, their logo is kind of cool. They got the sword. Right. I know they have a decent academy because a lot of players move on. I think I think they'll find an owner, no problem, but that is wild. Well, now they have a transfer embargo, so they can't buy any players until the season starts. So as an investor, would you be like, well, this team's going to suck ass? Or do you just say, I'd bite, hey, the, I bullet. bite the bullet? Okay. Yeah, i bite the bullet because you could probably buy them for cheap, right? I mean, I, yeah. I no. think if you have the yeah. money, I think you're going to make money from them in the long run. The way that the sport's going... Right, with yeah. just a lot of money just being pumped into it, seems like. And you could become a hero locally by doing it, right? And it's not a bad fucking city to do it because you're in London. And mm-hmm. if you make the Premier League, a Premier League team in London, I mean, that's electric in my opinion. Yeah. So, the one of the the capitals of uh, of the sport. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Would you, if you had the money, would you invest in Charlton Athletic? Oh man, uh, it depends how much I have. If it's like it's a, a 50, small, let's say fifty percent. Of your of your of my net overall. worth. Oh God, that's a big risk. Fifty percent of but your you net could worth own is Charlton a big Athletic. Risk, yeah. But then you could get you could lose flush away a lot of money, but you could also gain it if you uh, manage it right. Yeah, I mean it depends. It, it de- again, if fifty percent of what, like, say I have like your net worth. Yeah, like. I guess if I had that much money, you could throw it around because it's still a lot of money. And that means the other 50 I have is that however much money it is to buy Charlton. It might be a good investment. Why not? If I could own own a whole football club in, in London, that size, they're a pretty big club. Not a big club, but, you know. Yeah. I'd do it. And I'd probably change their name. I don't like athletic. Well, I mean. Charlton FC. What do you think? Well, I might keep the tradition as it is. Just be like, we're Charlton Athletic. I'm, I'm like, look, we could keep everything else. I'm pretty sure just, they're Charlton Athletic FC. We'll get rid of the athletic. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. So something wild has just happened. Tyler Adams, I think, just scored. Holy shit. The American. The American for Red Bull Leipzig. 
Tyler Adams has just buried Atletico in the 88th minute. This lad is laying down, and then Simeone just told him to get up and go go at it. Unbelievable year for for some of these Americans in, in uh, you know in European I think soccer. this USA team in like four years is going to be really fucking good. Well, I think you oh that got deflected. They, I mean that might happen sooner. I think sometimes you overlook with with soccer it can happen sooner than later. You just have to get rid of this Moby looking nonce that's our manager Berhalter. But anyway, going back to, going back to other things. Um, so yeah, it's looking more like Red Bull Leipzig will be playing PSG. That's wild. You want you said you wanted to let it go out. Here you go. Um, we'll report when that goes final. Speaking of Charlton Athletic, a former Youth Academy player of theirs is now the manager at Bournemouth. Jason Tyndall. We mentioned him Your as boy. the the leader, but then we didn't really talk about him much. We just kind of said, "Oh, he's like the odds-on favorite." But here are the other cool options. Well, they went with Jason Tyndall. What are your thoughts with Jason Tyndall at AFC Bournemouth? He's been the assistant to Eddie Howe for eight years. I mean, I, I have no really opinion. I, I don't know. I, I don't care too much about Bournemouth. What do you think? Well, no, I, I could see that. They're in the championship. Tyndall's 42. Do you think he could have a similar effect that Eddie Howe had? I don't think he'll have as good as an effect as Eddie Howe. Right. Um, but I think they're I think they're going to be in the championship for a while. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed because I think they could have made a bit more of an impact. And I feel like if the players were losing, I mean, if Eddie Howe's voice mm-hmm. was kind of getting lost on them, like it's been old, how is this guy any different? It's his assistant, you That's know? What I'm saying, yeah. it's, it's the same thing. So, uh, I mean, we're going to have to see what happens there. So there's some in- interesting information. And finally, Mike Ashley, your boy, the Newcastle lad, uh, owner, Apparently, it's trying to resurrect the Saudi takeover. It fell through. Do you think? Oh, yeah. We talked about it on the show, mate. Yeah, I know. Right. I'm saying it did. Oh, he couldn't resurrect it? Your... No, no, no. No, the, the initial deal fell yeah, through. Yeah, right. So it's been tw- about 20 weeks, and Newcastle supporters are getting anxious, and Mike Ashley probably knows this is his chance to really cash in. Yeah. So he's trying to get the Saudi investors um, to buy in, but I don't know. The more I think about it, on a scale of 1 to 10... With 10 being definitely happening, 1, not at all. What are the chances you think this occurs? I think it's more so leaning at 4. Okay. Uh, it's almost 50-50, but I think it's more so leaning towards it's not going to happen. Because I think with these Saudi people, um, I think they're very you know, strict. Mm-hmm. I think when they say no to something, they're pretty dead set on it. You know. Yeah. I think the chance was there. And I don't know what, you know, was it the backlash? That got them to. You I mean, know. probably, but then the Saudis got tired of waiting. It's like you. I mean, you make them wait what nineteen, twenty weeks. Yeah, they're so, gonna be like, all right, if you're not gonna sell it, we're freaking leaving. It might have been a tactic. Might have been a tactic for you know. They're like, well, maybe if we walk away, they'll come after us. Like, remember when I got those tickets for us at White Hart Lane? Yeah. See, I mean, <laughs> it's I a think, tactic. I think it'd be a smart end on both moves for it to happen on actually three ends. I think it'd be smart on Ashley. I think it'd be smart by the Saudi investors. And I think it'd be good for the league. I don't know about that, mate. Image rights, lad. The league? Yeah. Mate, there are people that are saying, do not do this because of how this regime. The Saudis, <laughs> mate. The people are against it. EPL would look – EPL would I'm not sure hit. who the owner, what he does. I mean, it might not be bad. If it's just oil, then I mean, he's no, just mate, Mohammed bin Salman's killing people, lad. Is he? I don't know the who Khashoggi Mohammed guy bin Salman kill- is. Mate. I'm not in my house. We talked about it Mohammed on the show. Mate, we talked about it on the show. Whoa, whoa, what's... He's the prince of uh, Saudi Arabia, mate. He's the lad that 
you I don't know, know how Khashoggi, things are in Saudi. The, the guy that got killed, it's because of this MBS, Mohammed bin Salman. MBS. That's his name, mate. This man is bananas. How can you be? How can you I don't born? know. He kills people. Who'd he kill? The the journalist lad that went to get married, I guess, and, and then and died. died. He got dismembered, mate. I don't know. You know, that's, that's and then tough. He's, I mean, that's not the only guy. Look, that's but the I'm one saying, reported. Other look, things have happened, So you're too. telling me all the owners in the EPL are clean? No, absolutely not. But this, I mean, so what they're doing is they're saying, okay, you're going to associate with an entire country. It's literally going to be Saudi Arabia owning Newcastle. <laughs> and like they're doing bad things there. It's inhumane apparently. I mean, there are other countries around there that are inhumane. Qatar has some wild shit going down too. And, you know, we know yeah. they're in charge of some teams here. Uh, but I don't know. I, that's the only thing. I don't know if the Premier League, maybe they win in the long run, but there will be some backlash if it happens now. I don't know, man. Look, at the end of the day, it's just soccer, dude. Like, who gives a shit? Like, what? Yeah, but but on top of it, like, if Hitler owned something, <laughs> would you go – if Hitler owned a food place, would you go to that restaurant? No. Okay. Well, that's the, my point. That's the thought that they have. It, it, it's only a food place. If it's good, baby, I order. Oh, my God. So you'd support him, mate. You'd give uh, him money. No, 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 I'm not supporting him. But by giving him money, I'm supporting, supporting myself by feeding myself. But you have many other options. But what if his is the best option? <laughs> Food-wise. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, maybe. If Osama bin Laden had – if you were starving for like a month and Osama bin Laden was like, <laughs> here's a whole Arby's meal for you. But then, like, uh, a UNICEF guy literally gave you cow shit. Would you eat the cow shit because no. it's from UNICEF? Well, no. Did Osama bin, eating... no. Well, did Bin Laden hand me the meal or did yeah. I take oh, it? Bin Laden bought you the meal and said, here, have oh, this. I would take me. that. It's a gift. It's a okay. gift in kind. Well, then Saudi gonna... is giving us the but gift I'm, of Newcastle. But, but again, then, but I'm not, but I'm getting the gift. But then these fans have to pay to get in the stadium. They're paying, I mean, they're paying the country of Saudi Arabia. To kill more people, mate. No, they're not, mate. <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to happen regardless. I'm just, I'm Might as well have a new castle up, up, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to roll. Look, I don't here. know this MBS lad, but... Mohammed bin Salman, mate. He's the prince. MBS, as you call him. Yeah, as MBS. we call him on the pod. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll call him acquaintance of the pod yeah. because I don't know if you want if we want him to be a friend. Not yet. Um, <laughs> look, I'm saying bring him on board. Um, okay. We'll see what happens after that. I mean, it's not like – if FIFA financial fair play is a thing, I mean, which it kind of hasn't been, uh-huh. um, we'll see. Okay. I mean, it's not like they're going to be buying Messi, Ronaldo, and you know all these guys at once because they can't. Right. Right? So uh-huh. assuming that FIFA financial play does their job somewhat. Yeah. Know, I mean, it's not to say their record can get better in terms of humanity stuff. Look, oh at God. the end of the day, my you God. can't fix humanity, and, and no one's perfect humanity. I think all the you know big owners are bad humanitarians. Uh huh. That's just facts. <laughs> humanitarian. Usually. Okay. <laughs> all right. So yeah, let us know what you guys think. Should MBS get uh, Newcastle, and how would you feel so about to, MBS? To answer Newcastle? my question. You're taking the quote-unquote gift from Osama Bin Laden over the shit. Yes, because I'm not putting money into it. I'm not. So what if you had ten bucks and and you but you were starving and you had only two options? But is the Premier League starving, mate? They don't look like they're starving to me, (laughs) lad. Mate, they're starving for Newcastle. They don't look like they are. They? (laughs) Yeah, they're doing just fine in my opinion. 
No, man. Oh, okay. So they're starving for Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. That's bananas. All right. Let's go to the uh, – interested to hear other people's takes on this. Let's go to the Transfer Corner. It's a new segment. Uh, where we'll update you on all the things that have happened. Now, this is a long list, and we mentioned some of them before, but I just want to make sure we have everything down. So here are all the transfers that have happened so far, and then from here on out, luckily, we'll just go with what's happened since we last updated you so you don't have this long list. But what we have is uh, here, here are the transfers so far that are big, the key ones. Adam Alana, Liverpool to Brighton, free. Uh, Dejan Lovren, Liverpool to Zenit, 11 million pounds. Joel Veltman, Ajax to Brighton, undisclosed. Troy Parrott, Tottenham to Millwall on loan. Arthur Boruch went from Bournemouth to Legia Warsaw for free. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, we all know about Ferran Torres going from Valencia to Man City for 20.8 mil. Angel Gomez, he's a big academy guy for United who's coming up, went to Lille for free. They couldn't hold on to him. Mohamed um, Salisu, a defender from Real Valladolid to Southampton for 10.9 million. You know he'll be going probably to... Uh, another club in about two years, like Southampton usually does. Maybe you guys. Nathan Ake from Bournemouth to City for $41 million. Alexis Sanchez from Manchester United to enter for free. Officially a done transfer. Jack Harrison, your boy, from Man City to Leeds on loan again next season. Your boy now, Costas Simikas from Olympiacos to Liverpool for $11.75 million. Jack Colback. Remember him? Yeah. He's going from Newcastle to Nottingham Forest for free. Tottenham and Southampton doing a bit of a trade here. Kyle Walker-Peters now permanently going to Southampton for about $12 million. And on the other hand, of it, uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg going from uh, Southampton to Tottenham for $20 million. And finally, Blas Matuidi going from Juventus to Inter-Miami and MLS for free. Of all those, we've talked about a lot of the first ones I told you. The newer ones, what jumps out to you? Or do you have any comments on any of the later ones? Um, I think... The biggest one would be Alexis. Okay. That frees up a lot of salary for uh, for United, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, that's why I'm shocked that you know they were able to do that move and still um, refuse to pay up for um, for Sancho because I think you know you freed up those wages, you could pay Sancho uh, the amount that he wants, and probably have some extra to, to help in his transfer, and they weren't able to do that. Maybe. Like we said, they maybe they realize they're a little top heavy, so they're like, you know what, we won't budge, and if they don't want to do the deal, maybe they'll invest in places that they need more, um, maybe depth in certain positions or whatnot. Um, but I think just getting that much money back is huge, as you would know as an Arsenal fan. Like if you guys got rid of Ozil, how big that would be. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. So I think whenever you can offload a player like that, even if it is for free. I think that's huge. Okay. What are your thoughts now? You've had time to digest it. Kostas Simikas from Olympiacos to Liverpool. He's, he'd be a, what, a left-back cover for Robertson. Uh, good move or no? I mean, I don't know. But um, so I have some, some Greece um, ITKs. Um, they're saying they hype him up a lot there. But the way I look at it is it's a completely different league. You know, we, right. we've seen how certain players come to the Premier League and can't make as big of an impact. Nabi Keita being one. I mean, I think he's a great player, but it's really tough to get going. And he's not going to get much playing time with Robertson being there. So who knows if he's really going to get off his feet. That's where I'm kind of skeptical. Haven't even seen him play, so I don't even know what he's about. I hope he works out. I mean, 
it'd be good because then we didn't let Norwich bully us for Jamal Lewis and pretty much said, okay, we'll just get someone else. And they, a lot of people are saying this guy was the better option, but we'll see. Um, he's played in European, um, in the Champions League and Europa League, so I'm happy with that. Um, I was going to say, it's a, it's a bit of a shrewd move because he's only 11.75 million, whereas I think Jamal Lewis, Norwich was asking for 20. I think if Jamal Lewis was available for 10, I think Liverpool would have taken him. They put in a 10 million. It got right. Yeah. And that's the thing. I also think you're looking for a backup yeah. that can step up. So he has time to learn. Robertson's not that old, like we've said before. Yeah. So I think it's a good good cover pickup. And Simikas performed pretty well in Europa League. Um, he actually played pretty decent. And I saw him against Arsenal a little bit. Uh, and he played uh, all right against Wolves as well before they got knocked out. So it'll be interesting to see. I think that's a, a smart, you know, when you're paying about that much, to get a backup in case you, and you never know what's going to happen. With Robertson, too, you never knew what was going to happen, and then yeah. he's, he's come up. So uh, you'll see how that works also, out. Also, depth, depth is going to be huge, especially with the way Liverpool plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very, um, what? how do you say? They just high, fast-paced team. Like, they right. just run a lot. So yeah. um, injuries are expected. So, um, and, and uh, fucking, what do you call it? Um um, just the high press, uh, the high press, all that stuff. Yep. It's going to get to the players. So yeah, it's it's good to have backup. So yeah, I need extra legs. Uh, the last thing I want to ask about the, I mean, everyone else, let us know what do you think on that list that I said. I know it's long. You might have to hit rewind on your the podcast. What do you think so far has been the best transfer in terms of uh, maybe the impact plus the fee taken into account? Okay, let us know what you think. Uh, the last one I want to ask you about Pierre Emily Hoiberg from. Southampton to Tottenham. How will that will this will this finally solve their issues? And Dombele didn't work out. I mean, that was a defensive mid they brought in. Um, they're hoping he's going to be better than Winks. I think Dyer's pretty much a, a back now. Yeah. So, do you think Pierre Emil Hoiberg is is the answer to Spurs' problem at defensive mid? Maybe. You know, um, I think he's always kind of been underrated, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I, this sounds bad, but I'm I'm a big advocate that. You know, you got to get someone proven. Um, I feel like Spurs should have maybe gotten someone more proven in that, in in big competitions, right? I think I think you're at the point where I don't I, I don't know how you feel about this, but for example, like people are saying, why are we like going for Tiago? He's getting old, like he's getting up there in age, which he kind of isn't. But they're like, you know, we can get someone younger and invest in them and see if they could be even better. But like my point being is. He's been there. He's done that. He's proven himself, and he, you know what you're getting, right? You don't know what you're really getting in in Weiberg, right? Yeah. Well, you know you're you getting. Kind of know, in the Premier League. but like you he's, don't 100 percent know how he's going to be doing in big games. I mean, Spurs are they in Champions League? No. Oh, it's in Europa, mate. Never mind then. Well, the thing too is, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. You've seen. I mean, he's. You know what you're getting. Wasn't he's he the there. captain of Southampton? He was. And then he got stripped of it when he said he wants to leave. They gave it to Warcraft. Oh, then. okay. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think he's played he decent, but is he going to be a game breaker? Is he any different than when they brought Victor Wanyama in, who's Look, now playing in MLS? I'm on air and I'm saying this. I'm contradicting myself because Liverpool got Virgil van Dijk in the same situation, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of. What? No. How is it the same situation? I mean, he, he first of all, they're different he's a bit unproven. Yeah, but well, well unproven. He, well, actually, his no. Virgil was van, way higher. Virtual Van Dyke was more proven. Put than Messi in his back younger. pocket in Champions League for Celtic. Right. I mean, he's Pierre Emil. Can you even name his previous team? Who did he play for before? Was he in Germany? 
Probably. I don't know. I don't even know. He sounds like a Stuttgart lad, if you ask me. He was a Bayern product, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I still, I don't know. I don't know. So, But I, I do know, I have a question for you. Um, let's say you, you played on a team at Arsenal, right? Let's say you played there for like eight years, uh-huh. okay? You wore the number eight. Ah, you yeah. leave, right? Literally like 10 days after you've run out of your contract, they sign someone else and give them the number eight. How do you feel? Because they did that with Hoiberg. They gave him five. I, and I, uh, he's replacing the former captain Vertonghen's number. And Vertonghen was on Twitter and he wasn't, didn't seem so, so happy with that. So I'm just wondering what your. I mean, the team's got to move on, right? But, but I mean, like, but, if this isn't your average player. It better be a better player than Pierre Emil Hoiberg if you're going to replace me with someone. I mean, bring on like a wonder kid or something, and then ask me, "Hey, is it cool if he wears your number?" Or I maybe give it. it some, or maybe give it time, right? Yeah, maybe. But if it's someone really good, and then that guy calls me and asks me, "Hey, like, out of respect, I know you're a club legend. I know you did this for ten years. Do you mind if I wear your number?" I think that would have been a little different. But it's Tottenham. I mean, fuck them. They, they're just idiots. <laughs> Straight up. Um, this wow. is, I mean, that's just how they're run. They're just, uh, they got a lot of tin pot people running around. So you don't no respect. Do you think it was disrespectful? Because obviously, uh, I don't think they let Vertonghen know based on his reaction. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's a big deal? Yeah. Or? I don't think it's a huge deal, but I would have I would have talked to him. I don't think they can expect Vertonghen in the future to maybe like be like, oh, what a fucking club this is and do a lot for them in the future, but you know, I mean, it is what it That's is. That's moving on pretty quick. That's like breaking up with your long-term girlfriend and then just fucking. Yeah, I and mean, people do it though. Getting a girlfriend right away and just people do it. Forgetting about that. People do it. So you're right. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, what do you guys think of Pierre Emil Hoiberg getting the number five over Vertonghen ten about oh. ten or so days after he left? So let us know at the Footy Corner too. Uh, I, you know, before we move on, I want to go over some potential transfers. All I'm going to do is I'm going to say, rate this on 1 to 10. 10 it happens, 1 it doesn't. I want to know your meter for all these, okay? Can you give your – you just got to say yours. Yeah, I'll say mine after. Okay. after. I'm, I'm interested to hear others. Also, no one said if they want us to be an ITK account because we got a good a lot of rumors. So, again, let us know. Probably skipped through it or didn't hear it. Uh, we might just do it anyway. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Inter- we'll ask our intern if they want to be ITK. But let us know. If you want to know transfer rumors – we won't just be throwing willy-nilly bullshit out there. Just want to know right. what your ideas are. So, because um, we, we both have sources. Yeah, so, a lot of sources. A lot of good ones across different clubs, especially for you Liverpool Twitter, for me Arsenal Twitter. But we also, also Tiago in good talks with Liverpool. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So, Tiago to Liverpool, one, absolutely not happening. Ten, definitely happening. Anywhere in between is the range. Tiago to Liverpool. Um, this, I think just this might a take a little longer, but Eight. Okay, I've got that at a seven and a half, eight also. Uh, William to Arsenal. I think we're at a, a nine, nine and a half. <laughs> I think we're at a ten. That should have been announced by I now. Mean, just IMO. in case, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to give a ten, but I'll give it nine, nine and a half. Kai Havertz to Chelsea. I think we're at a seven for that one. Okay, I'm going to give it a six, six and a half, seven. I'm giving it a six because Leverkusen's playing hardball. They're out now, so I yeah. mean, they might. Might now, happen soon. Now, yeah, now that things have maybe cooled down on but, the competition. But I heard United might try to hijack. Because of Sancho didn't work out? So that's what I'll ask you next. United, Sancho. Oh, that's, I think that's at a, a, a three. I also have it at three. <laughs> it looks like we have similar sources that made. Yeah. 
Um, here's a fun one. This is the last one I'll share for now. I mean, next time I'll come with more mm-hmm. as we'll put ITK stuff and then I'll, I'll probably, I think it'll be more fun than talking about transfers. But here's the last one because I thought it was really neat and I thought you'd be interested. Apparently, Harry Wilson is not in Jurgen Klopp's plans. Yeah, I know. You're not happy about that, I don't think. No, I'm not. 15 million you guys would get for him. Do you want, first of all, would you want more than that? No, I think. That's about it, right? I think you got to respect Harry Wilson in this, and when you respect a player, you don't put a high price tag on them because you want them to have the option of choosing where they want to go. Okay. Because Harry Wilson, I think he's been a great servant of the club, and unfortunately, I don't. It's just not going to work out for him with playing time. I'm not sure why, but you know, you got to trust Klopp. I mean, he knows what he's doing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good price tag for him. Um, Harry Wilson to Leeds. I I, I think that'd be per- That'd be really cool for for Harry Wilson. One to ten. Seven. Okay. I'll put that at a six for now. I'm not sure what's going on. But apparently also Newcastle and Aston Villa are interested in Harry Wilson. So I really hope, you know, I was kind of hoping that they'd keep Harry Wilson and, and Rion Brewster for mm-hmm. next season. Get, keep him on the bench. Kind of give him a shot, right? Yeah. But it's more so looking like we're going to actually sell Harry Wilson and maybe send uh, Brewster out on loan again. Um but this time to a Premier League club. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that works out. But I'd be perfectly happy with him being the backup striker with Divac Origi possibly going. Yeah. Uh, from an outsider's point of view, you, well, you, first of all, you didn't ask about the loan of Coutinho to Arsenal. What yeah, would you rate that? Yeah, that one's... Because uh, that'd, be, that'd be a fucking big dead thing for the five. Premier League. It's a dead five right now. I think it, it could I, happen. It can't happen. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm all, I'm all for... Big talents coming to the Premier League, so I think if Coutinho comes to the Premier League, that's big for the Premier League. You right, know, you're just adding to the roster. So you think that's a five? De- right now, as it stands, dead five. So fully pay Coutinho a five. Meaning it could it could go either way at this point. Yeah. How bad do you want him? I think it'd be nice to have him. I think. Do you remember how good he was for Liverpool? <laughs> yeah. No. No. I do. I do. I think it'd be a great pickup. I'm just waiting to see what happens with uh, other people. Thomas Party. I'm hearing Ceballos. Real Madrid might just recall him. They, they, I heard, don't want to spend much. They might recall him in Odegaard. So if that ends up happening, that five will turn into like a seven or eight. Uh, but I'm only saying five because I'm not sure how much of it is Barcelona putting him out there uh, or, you know, if they're interested. So next, I will, promise, next episode, which we'll do either, what, Monday or Tuesday, hopefully. We'll see. I will ha- put him on the list and we'll see where we stand then. Uh, so Transfer Corner, love the segment, I think. Uh We'll put some music for that. What, what do you point. think? What do you think? Um, as an outsider, how do you think Thiago is going to Im- uh, impact Liverpool? Do you think it's a big pickup for them? Or I do. I think. I think we'll, when they do sign him, we'll we should delve into that. For I'm going to get his jersey. <laughs> okay. If that happens, you we'll, know, I've been we'll a big Thiago guy right before now, this. I, you know this. If we go back on the pod, no, I said I he's world class. No, I think he'd be great. Um, there's also pictures. I know we're talking about our teams. I saw staff after this. Uh, Jeannie Wijnaldum apparently is what, what's going on there there's a picture of him on a phone saying that who am I on the phone with I mean he's gone right I hope I mean I, look I'm not I, okay he's done so much but look he's he's not as good as people think okay okay so there's our transfer corner for today we'll, we'll delve a little more into it next uh, next week again I think we're gonna have to have a song for this one did so. we did we mention that Pirlo is the manager of Juve uh no but you can mention That's it right big. now if you want. Yeah, Pirlo now the manager at Juve. Sorry, he's out. There you go. The guy that wins, he wins a league and then gets fired. So that's un- unlucky. That's the just, second time he's done that. Yeah. yeah. There's just so much that goes down. It's like, oh. Behind the scenes. 
No, I mean in terms of like all the news yeah. and stuff that it just got lost in the sauce. But do you think, I, I do you think, think he'll be successful? Move. Oh, okay, then answer. He my could question. be. He could be, but I think it's the wrong move right now. This lad in has his career or for Juve. Juve. I mean, he, if I'm him, I'm hell yeah, I'm taking that job. Of course, but I mean, Juve picked up a guy that's taught or that's coached U23 for ten days. He hasn't done anything. What'd they do? Pick up, like, watch his training session and say he's golden for manager? I don't know. Surely I mean, they could I didn't even know he was getting his coaching badges. I mean, that's, I don't even know that's a requirement anymore, but that's wild. To me, it's too early, but hey, all the power, I suppose. Um, let's go to comments. Jeff Paris sending gifts of Gabby Jesus and a picture of Pep headbutting Zinedine Zidane after Man City knocks Real Madrid out. Do you have anything to tell him? Um, I think that's a big win for for City. I think uh, that's the first time that Zidane's been beaten in a Champions League round, a mm-hmm. two-legged round. So that that is big, and I think he did get um, outmanaged by by Pep. But I think Pep did have the better team. But still, I mean, I, I don't think there was any question on who was the better side. Yeah, that tie was never up for grabs. I think Varane, I mean, looked really bad. In that, uh, it's all about line. you know. It's all about capitalizing on mistakes, and uh, I think City proved that you could if you make a mistake, you're going to pay for it. So yep, good um, teams do. And Brian Moore, he actually commented, "Thank you, Brian, for commenting on the transfer that never made sense." He said the Chelsea transfer that didn't make sense to me, Alexander Pato, who we talked about before on the pod. I mean, that's that's a good one. That's a good shout. Yeah, but you know how big of a Pato guy I am. Yeah, I, but, I love but at Alexander the time, it was Pato. a really weird yeah, transfer. Yeah, you know, and he was one of those guys that, I, you know, low-key, I kind of wanted him to do well, too. Because uh, I remember how cool, how good he was at AC Milan, and it's, his career is just baffling to me. It's it's one in the mystery books. Yeah, very, very odd. Along with, I was going to say with Freddie Adu. Uh, I think Pazzo was a little bit better than that. <laughs> Steve says, any team that has to play Bayern right now in their current form should be afraid. Incredible run of form. As we talked earlier, I should have slipped that in earlier when we talked about Byron. Completely agreed, Steve. So I'm guessing, Steve, you think Byron's going to win Champions League. And I know we're going to get Man City from Jeff Paris. So really, we're asking Brian, Nikhil, and any of the other listeners that are very silent, yeah. maybe voice yourself at the two, uh, footy corner to let us know who you think will uh, will do it. This is Now, this is a fun one. Before we get into Mount Rushmore and, and Nantes, uh, which we're going to close the show out with, this is cool that Brian posted. Um, he, he retweeted some guy that says, this sounds weird, but I really like thinking about it. What current player do you guys think is the best choice if you had him to build a team with 11 clones of him? Yeah. This lad picked Ramos. Brian is the one that, quote, retweeted that one. So thanks, Brian. That's actually a really good one, asking us what we think. Brian said Conte. His first thought he said is Conte, but I don't know how well he'd do in goal being so short. Sure. Um, you mentioned Trent Alexander-Arnold. Jeff Paris said KDB all day long. Uh, and actually, he even responded to your Alexander-Arnold one. He said, are you feeling okay? Go get a COVID test. So do you want to talk to him about your, your selection? I have three COVID tests, and I've tested negative for those. <laughs> Put that on the record. There you go. Um, yeah, you know, I think when you're choosing this squad, you, you he has – Trent Alexander-Arnold plays defense, right? Grew mm-hmm. up and, and, and prefers midfield, so he could do both. Right, right. We, we've seen he could clinically finish, right? And his free kicks are are phenomenal. He is for a soccer player, tall. You know, um, maybe not muscular, but I think you could get away with that in that a little bit. So I think he's flexible and can move. So I, I can't think of a, a position that he'd really be super weak in. 
You know, okay. so that's why I'd go with Trent. I think you'd have a team that that's good at possessing the ball and and is pretty well rounded. That's why I went with that. I, I'm going to take this a step further. I'm going to. I mean, I'm obviously going to pick Bukayo Saka because I feel like he's really, he's played defense. He's played midfield, a little smaller end, but I feel like he's got the skill to finish too. I want to do this another way. Everyone's picked a player on their own team, you know, because they've seen their team the most. If you were to pick one player that's not on your team, I have one in mind for myself. Do you want me to say mine or do you want to give me yours? I mean, I don't really have one in mind. So you For gotta... me, I'm going to go with Adama Traore. Is this only Premier League? I, no, it could be anyone. The guy said Ramos in the oh. original tweet. I'm going to go with Traore because, I mean, without thinking too much into it, this lad is huge. Mm-hmm. He's fast. He's got to be agile. He can play goalie. I think he can play defense. Right. And he's shown he can play up top or midfield. So Adama Traore is my non-my-team pick. I want to hear all your guys' non-your-team picks. Who do you have? I have two. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to say anything there. Can he play defense though? He doesn't track he back, mate. I think he can. If if you know, he's one of those really? guys that can adapt. I'm, I, I look. I don't think he'd do it good, but he can I do it. For, but you, he'd have to do it good because four Ronaldos in the back would all be might be playing three in the back. You never know. <laughs> all right, <laughs> you'd get, you'd be a gulf of openness. Um, my other one would be Frankie De Young. Okay, Frankie De Young has played CDM before at Ajax. You're a big so, Frankie De Young guy, I see. I think he's very well-rounded. Okay. He's he's played everywhere in the midfield, so I think he – and he's, he's good at free kicks as well. Okay. Um, so I think he, he knows his stuff on the defensive side as well as the um, the attacking side. And as a midfielder, you have to know how to control the game, and he's obviously good at possessing the ball mm-hmm. and passing. So, uh, yeah, I'd go with Frankie. All right. So there's that. I want to hear everyone else's takes. Let us know. Uh, and if you have awesome questions like that, please retweet. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason I didn't respond on Twitter is like, oh, I'll just wait till the show comes up and tell people what I think. So let's now go to the Mount Rushmore. Uh, it's becoming a big favorite of everyone's. Last week was very – people had their input. It was very good. The poll says 50-50, but someone's vote went the wrong way. Um, uh, apparently Trevor – Trevor, by the way, you got to listen, mate. Uh, I don't think he listens. Maybe he just voted. But if you are listening, please comment. Make some uh, notes. I'm sure you could listen to this. Uh, you, t- you were the one that told me there's a foot fetish podcast that we're competing with. Uh, with our name, they searched the footy corner, and apparently there's a foot fetish podcast. Wow. Um, so uh, it's it was 50-50, but with the updated voting, he said that he accidentally picked my name, but he meant to pick yours. And with that, you get 56%, and I'm now back at 44 That, that I thought that was going to be the time I had a chance. I feel bad because Evan got 0%. This is the second time our guest has been kind of shut out. Uh, so at least we're good at this. And our guest- Evan didn't even vote for himself. Yeah, this is wild. <laughs> so again, looking back, I had Ozark, Prison Break, Chappelle Show, Parks and Rec. Arden had The Office, South Park, Soprano, Seinfeld. And Evan, who had zero votes, had Rick and Morty, Hell's Kitchen, Dave, and Family Guy. Other people's takes. Uh, Brian said this one was tough because Parks and Rec is my favorite of all time. But Arnie's lineup is too solid all around. It's like the 07 NBA Finals. Action's the Cavs with LeBron and no one else. Mate, it's o- Ozark, mate. Have a fucking word, mate. And Chappelle show. Uncultured. Um, and Arnie is the Spurs with Duncan Parker, Ginobili, and Ori. Um, then I'll take that said, all day. Parks and Rec number one with a bullet. The Wire is the best show I've ever seen. The Good Place is a new but an instant classic. Community is 
I mean, the Jackets have just scored their winning 3-1 That their was game. such a dirty goal. Uh, so let me finish this while you drool. Um, extensive list of runners-up. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, How I Met Your Mother, Game of Thrones, The Amazing Race, American Ninja Warrior, The Office, South Park, Entourage, Veep, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, Modern Family, I like that one, Big Bang Theory, Top Chef, Friends, Silicon Valley, Damn Brian, uh, a small selection of shows that were good but canceled too soon. Wrecked. Bless this mess. I like that one. The Great Indoors. Also forgot Scrubs. Shit. Forgot Breaking Bad. Brian watches a lot of television. <laughs> uh, Steve went with The Wire, West Wing, Chappelle Show, Psych. Trevor. Crap. Clicked the wrong one. Any TV show Mount Rushmore has to include The Sopranos. Doesn't matter what the other three are. Uh, Jeff agrees with him by saying my honorable mention would be Northern Exposure. I think that's a Canada thing. Uh, same creator as The Sopranos. About a New York Jewish doctor that signs a bad deal and is forced to work in a small town, Alaska, to pay off his student loan. Uh, the similarities between it and Sopranos are wild. So he said, if you're having a bad day, it'll make you happy. Watch Northern Exposure. It's genius. Also, Afshin needs to be called canceled for never watching The Sopranos. Nance move. Devin, if Afshin had actually watched The Sopranos, it would be on his Mount Rushmore. It would be perfect. Uh, Jeff Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Wire, Sopranos. Steve said he'd vote for Jeff over all those three, which tells you how bad ours was because the rivals are voting for each other now. Brian Aid, first-time commenter. Sopranos, Breaking Bad, MASH, and Seinfeld. Brian said, MASH, were you born in the 1950s? That is, yeah, MASH is a bit wild. So he said, I've I've never seen an episode, but it must be good because he's heard of it. And Brian said, I think you've made my point. One of the most watched TV events of all time. How could it not be there? So it was a... this was great. It evoked a lot of comments, a lot of things. I think what I took away from it is that I should watch The Sopranos. Yeah. Um, for those of you that, that listened and know, yeah, I, I have to – I should. Right now with sports on, I don't know how, how much that will happen because when the when the lady sleeps, I put the sports Plus, on. I'm, dude, this is – I'm just stuck on Love Island right now. <laughs> I've, I'm almost finished with every season of how Love Island. How did you Island, beat UK? me in a Mount Rushmore and you're watching Love Island right now, mate? Dude, Love Island is absolutely electric. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm. I, it's so good that I'm going to move on to the Australian version after. Oh my god! This, that, this Can people t- people will want to take their votes away now? Dude, Love Island is a very great show, and you know what? If you have a significant other, you could watch it with them too because it is just. It's one of those shows. All right. Yeah. So um, we'll move on. The, the English one's a little difficult to understand for some. I, I understood it, but we stopped because Caitlin was like, "I have no idea what they're saying." But anyway, I um, think since we've watched so many English shows and obviously the Premier League, and we've right. been there, um, you kind of know what your canteen's doing a madness, mate. I got to move that for you. Um, I don't know. I think we could understand their dialect pretty good. All right. So um, this week's Mount Rushmore is of months. Since we don't have a guest, we figured we'd do something that kind of has a cap. Maybe not as exciting because the TV show would evoke a lot of emotion, a lot okay. of people. So we're going to go with months, and it could have. You know, bearing on holidays in the months or whatnot. So, Arine, you have won again. Uh, granted, this one was closest one we've had. Yeah. Uh, so, you get to choose. Do you want to go first or do you want to give me the first pick on them? Because we're doing Snake. I'll give you the first pick. Oh, God damn it. Really, dude? Really? Yeah. Ugh, I don't like this. All right. Because you're going to take my next two months. I'm going to go with my first pick. And a lot of people is questionable, but I feel like it's a jolly time of the year. Obviously, the only bad thing is the weather sucks. But you get a lot of time off work. I'm going with December. It's, uh, it's the end of the year. 
New Year's kind of New Year's Eve is in December. Christmas is in December. Other holidays are in December. People are out of school and work almost mid month, and if you're not, you pretty much have mailed it in by then. So I feel like December is a nice little uh, good month there. So I'll go with December first, even okay. though like I look forward to it. But I mean, it's just because of time off. As I've as I've become an adult, that's become a month that I like. Okay, mm-hmm. and you get to see family. Okay, so, there you go. So my first overall pick. It's going to be July. Uh-huh. Yep, that was my July. Next. I mean, you're in the middle of the summer. Everyone's in a good mood. I mean, we're talking about a non-quarantine year. Um, for, I mean, it's just, you know, perfect weather. You got you July know. 4th, mate. Well, yeah, 4th of July, which is just an underrated holiday in my opinion. Um, yeah, all that stuff considered. Okay. So it, it's summer break for, for kids. And, yeah. You know. You took the next one on my list. I mean, okay. This one will be the other one on no, my list. No, not necessarily. Um I think so. The next one I'll go with is March. Yeah, that's the next one on my list. God damn it. <laughs> March. So not only is it my birthday, yeah. but we got March Madness. Yep. Um, what else do we have? <sighs> oh, Lots well, the sports. reason I was thinking about it is, yeah, you got March Madness going on. Baseball's about to Baseball's start. Baseball's starting. Spring break in school yep. as you go on vacation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was on my list. It was yeah. actually the second There's one also after another December. thing that I'm missing about. A spring, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's gonna start getting warm. Mm-hmm. I have some fond memories in March, so March. Yeah, that was a good pick. Um, I'm now gonna go with October. Uh, no, I mean obviously, yes, my birthday happens that month. As a kid, I liked it for Halloween. Yeah. Um, I like the weather in October. It's not. It's usually not cold enough then, but you got that crisp fall weather. I'm a big fall guy. Uh, you know, it's not too hot because right. I sweat a lot. Not too cold in my opinion yet. Okay. Uh, you got a lot of fun, like pumpkin flavored stuff that comes out. I'm a big pumpkin guy, big big pumpkin spice latte guy. And then when you think about sports, hockey starting up, right? Football is in like the NFL is kind of in full gear. Then you got like the middle of the football season and baseball playoffs. So for me, sports are pretty big. Then that's like the next one of the next big sports months outside of um, March, which I had on my list right after December. So yeah. I'm gonna go with October is two. And my third pick, I'm going to go a little warmer. What month we're in right now? I'm going to go with August. Uh, August because it's nice and warm in August. Again, speaking of football, football start about to start usually. You see, the thing that um, throws me off about August. You don't like that school growing starts. Growing up, school starts. Yeah, well, again, for me, it's nice and warm in August. Uh, but not too warm that like June and July sometimes bring. Um, and there's one more thing. Oh, Premier League starts in August usually. So... Okay. Um, lately, lately for me, August has been uh, nice. So I'm going to go with that. So I got December, October, and August. You have July and March. What are your next picks? November. Yep, that was next. Bro, Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think, look, here's the cool thing about November. Okay, the weather in the Midwest is shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. But you start off the month, you're living your life. Okay? Yeah. Like you're, you're in your grind. And I think there's something beautiful about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, you're balls deep, let's say if you're in school, you're balls deep in your courses. Um, look, and, and I know people hate it, but like it, it's always – it's actually good for your mind that you know, you're occupied with your job or, or school or whatever it is. But then towards the end, you get rewarded. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You get, you get Thanksgiving break. You get to see your family. You get to fucking eat well. Um, you still kind of have that fall weather at the beginning of November, so – you know, I, I'm a big fall weather guy. I think a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's a lot of, fest, you know, a lot of fests like um, 
how do you say this? Like, I know beer beer stuff's usually in October, but there's actually a lot of stuff in November too. Yep, going I around. No, I November was next summer. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I I'll go with November, and then you know I can't really think of another month after this. Okay, so for my last pick, I'll just fucking go June. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, kind of same thing with July, just without Fourth of July. I mean, you're it's summertime. Um, kids are off, students are off, teachers are off. Um, I mean, for the most part, not a lot of professors still working, obviously, but hopefully the workload isn't as much. Um, it's just a good time of the year. Um, yeah. Well, that leaves me with literally the last one on my list because I always put as many options as there are if everyone gets taken. This is the first time I've had to take the last one on my list. God knows I'm not picking fucking January or February because yeah, those yeah, are no. the assiest months. Yeah. And the other one we're going to end up leaving out. We've left those out. There's a... There's another one we're going to leave. So we're leaving January and February out. We're going to end up leaving September out, which I was close. I'm not going Wake September. Wake me up when September ends. Green yeah. Day's not going to be happy. Nope. Actually, they will and be. I'm, and we're leaving like... April out. So that means I'm taking May. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good I'm one. taking May. Is that is in is May? Easter May? No, mate. That's in April. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I'm, not, I'm not religious. In May, I like it because on our end of it, in college, that's when school gets out. The yeah. first week of May yeah. is uh, finals. Yeah, yeah. You got Cinco de Mayo, underrated. Very <laughs> underrated. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're younger. But man, even when I'm older now, I'm just like, I want to have a margarita. You know what? It's a good nice And especially if you're in Chicago, I've spent, I've, I've luck, been lucky enough to be in Cinco de Mayo in Chicago twice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think when you're on the river and having a margarita, sure, you're paying out the ass for it, but there's nothing like it. Right. And then you're you, in the art. At the night, you move to the London house where you, you even go. pay more money, so you're broke, but still you're just enjoying life on the river and, in Chicago. And on top of it, you're in the heart of some of the best playoffs in hockey yeah, and yeah. the NBA. Like You have the real teams playing each other. First yeah. round's done usually by then. You've got the semis and the conference yeah. finals. You get your championships in your month. You've got June, the competitive. Unfortunately. So yeah. I think it's going to be tight. I think – I mean, you took all the ones on my. I think that this is a lot of this is going to be biased. I mean, people are going to have birthdays in the months that we chose, so they might go there. But or you know, they they really like a certain holiday. And if you got a birthday in March, um, vote for me. Yeah, man. I really wanted March because of March Madness, but I didn't want to pick it over like Christmas and the. Everyone loves Christmas and the holiday times. So like, I feel like December's. I was hoping you'd take the first pick and take that. And I had March and July. Because I feel like there were some so. clear favorites, like in the top three. So I was like, you know what? I'll bite the bullet on one of them. Yep. I'll just go with the other two. I had March and July lined up. So again, Arine's Mount Rushmore months is July, March, November, and June. Mine are December, October, August, and May. So again, left out of this January, February, April, and September. So um, let us know your guys' Mount Rushmore. Again, it might be stronger than ours because you literally have a choice of every month. We don't. Um, so we'll see who wins that. When we have a guest next week, we'll do another topic that has probably a larger abundance of options. So yeah. we'll look into that. Well, this one I freestyled. I didn't have any notes or whatever. I just went oh. with the dome. You didn't need it, right? Yeah, so, I mean, you only have 12 options, so this is an easier one to so, kind of free ball. So let's go ahead and finally get to our last segment here. Um, first, let's recap last week's uh, Nonce of the Week potential winners here. Uh, the clear winner, actually, with 79%, the COVID Cardinals – they're still not playing baseball as we record again. They got postponed A lot again. of that is the Chicago bias. I mean, we don't them, like St. Louis here. Kick them out of the fucking league. Yeah. I'm done with that shit, man. Like, but I'm even petitioning to get St. Louis out of the Midwest. I don't want to claim them in the Midwest. <laughs> Mate, I don't think you do that, but just kick them out of this damn league, man. Unreal. Uh, Craig Whitaker gets 14%. Do you remember what Craig Whitaker did? Um. 
he did something wild. Spa, uh, Nike got seven percent for their for their kits. Yeah, he, I, I believe I'm guessing Brian probably voted yeah. for that because he was affected. The Spall fans who left a <laughs> he was severed, affected. a severed pig's head. Yeah, they didn't get any votes, mate. No one picked Spall. Brian had a write in. Anthony Taylor, not a big fan of how he refed the uh, the game. You surprisingly agreed that he refed that pretty poorly. So. I did. Uh, there we go. Craig Whitaker is the I, – I even voted for him. He said the BAME community is not taking the pandemic seriously. He was the MP. He was an MP. Oh, um, yeah. Big nonce. All right. So that leads us to this week's potential nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. All right. So we got some decent ones. I think this one will be tighter than the previous ones. I think we're going to have some that are – you know, we don't have really, in my opinion, a clear, clear leader. So the first one I'm going to mention – uh, this lad who plays for Celtic, I have a lot of trouble pronouncing his name, but I'm going to try. Boli Bolignoli, okay? Uh, this lad is a Celtic defender. And, you know, if you know, the Scottish leagues have just started up again. Yes. Uh, and this lad, Boli Bolignoli, he he decided. <laughs> it's a wild name. I'm trying to find the article that I have him in. I can't find it for for whatever reason. But I know he's up there. He He broke protocol. He flew to Spain. I don't know why, and came back, and now many matches were canceled because of this decision that he made. Um, there it is, yeah. So he and he's on. So Celtic Aberdeen was called off by the Scottish government. Um, he's been hammered by his manager Neil Lennon and Scotland's first minister Nicola Sturgeon for flying to Spain during Scotland's strict measures. So not only did he break the team's rules, he's broken the country's rules. The 25-year-old failed to adhere to the 14-day quarantine guidelines after he returned from his secret trip to Spain, currently a high-risk country, before Celtic's opener against Kilmarnock last Sunday, which he played in. The manager, Lennon, says he was livid with the 25-year-old, who he branded incredibly selfish. While Celtic issued an apology for the player's actions and have said they will take disciplinary action. Um, And so the Scottish government has demanded that Celtic has their next two matches canceled. Wow. Against St. Mirren and Aberdeen because of Bolignoli. So, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? It's wild. Yeah. So then we have Ali McCoist. Um, for those of you that don't know, Ali McCoist is on TalkSport. Um, he's somewhat of a uh, Rangers legend, I guess. Um, and he's responding to Jamie O'Hara, who said that Bournemouth is a bigger job than, than Rangers. First of all, what is your thought on that? Is Bournemouth bigger than Rangers? That's tough, but I'm going to have to disagree with that. Okay. He said that that was stupid, completely stupid, which he's not up for – I mean, that's fine. Not up for announce of the week. And then he was asked, Leeds or Rangers? What would your answer be? Um, at the moment, Leeds. Okay. This guy said Rangers. West Ham or Rangers? West Ham. He said Rangers. Newcastle or Rangers? He was asked. Newcastle. He said Rangers. Everton or Rangers? Everton. He said Rangers, but you're getting closer. Tottenham or Rangers? He said Rangers, Arsenal or Rangers? Okay, Arsenal. Erm, there's a good one. Rangers. <laughs> Chelsea or Rangers? Chelsea. Oh, I do like Chelsea, but I'm still going Rangers. He said there's only three or four Manchester United, Man City, Liverpool clubs like that that are bigger than Rangers. So Ali McCoist, a bit of a bias there. Um, a little bit. <laughs> wild, in my opinion. I, I mean, I, I would go far to say almost any Premier League job is bigger than Rangers. Right. Yeah. Maybe like if you're outside of like a top 15 team, mm-hmm. you know, then you can argue it. But 
I mean, it's just because of the league you're in. If, if if Rangers were in the Premier League, then we, you know you could have an argument about it. But right. Well, then you got Roman Shirikov, and if his name sounds familiar, he was the captain of Russia in Euros 2016. Um, he's been the captain of uh, Zenit St. Petersburg, very mm-hmm. well-known midfielder. Had 57 caps, scored 13 times for Russia. And, and like I said, he captained them in Euro 2016. Now he's facing criminal proceedings following an assault on an official. Uh, so Shirikov, who's now 39 years old, was featuring in an amateur tournament. Guys, it's an amateur tournament uh, playing for Match TV, which is a channel that he works on as a pundit. So imagine like a pundit on a channel you work, watch. He's in a tournament and he's in a quarterfinal. Um, and he's playing on, you know, on all these old teammates of his side, Andre Tikhanov, if you know him. Um, so apparently the official did not award him a penalty yeah. on a challenge in the area. And he got really mad. He got to his feet, yelled at the match official Nikita Danchenko, who promptly blew his whistle and approached Shirakov, preparing to show a card. An eyewitness claims the ex-Zenit man threatened Danchenko, declaring, if you show a red one, I'll give you making a fist. Wow. And he got a red card and then punched the hell out of the ref. And the ref was knocked out, and and then he repeatedly kicked him in the stomach while he was down. Yeah, that's wild. The ref is in the hospital. Uh, so Roman Shirikov. Wow, Roman guys. lost the plot. <laughs> he <surely>. did. <laughs> in a fucking what was it? Uh, it was like a. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't even a real tournament. It's an amateur tournament. That's wild. Yeah. And then you have FC Dallas fans. Dallas and Nashville restarted the MLS season. Yeah. In Dallas, or Frisco, I guess it was the actual official stadium city. And um, fans, uh, the FC Dallas fans, throwing bottles uh, and booing while players were kneeling during the anthem. Um, geez, that's un- I mean, that's just unreal. That's wild. Uh, I mean, and that's terrible because that's the first exposure that the players have had to outside fans outside of that bubble. Yeah. And that's just, I, to me, that's, that maybe t- Texas wasn't the best place to play your first game. Yeah. Um, that has a lot to do with it. Who's your early favorite? Um, maybe that Russian lad. <laughs> yeah, do I have to? He Roman lost the, Shirikov. Roman Shirikov really lost the plot. Yeah. Like, I almost killed someone, so... I'm gonna have to go with Roman on this one. Yeah, we're gonna give an honorable mention to Alexander Antonov. He actually won the Fantasy Premier League that's brought to you by EPL, but his win was taken away because he made a racist comment about Raheem Sterling, I guess, in a group chat, uh, and it was leaked, and FPL took his title and gave it to second place. And he said that it was just banter. So, uh, uh, Alexander Antonov is our is our honorable mention. He claimed it was it was just like banter that any of us would have in our own group chats. So there's that. So again, it's bully, bully. Wow, well, you know his friend's a real dirtbag for that, right? Yeah, for yeah. So, I mean, talk about salty. Uh, so I mean, again, guys, here are your options: bully, bully, Yoli, Celtic defender. <laughs> that name though. Who breached COVID lockdown and, Bully and secretly flew to Spain. You got Ali McCoist who thinks Rangers bigger than literally everyone but Manchester City, United, and Liverpool. Roman Shirakov who punched and then kicked the ref in an amateur tournament after not winning a penalty. And the FC Dallas fans for throwing bottles and booing while players were kneeling during the national anthem in the FC Dallas-Nashville match. Um, and if you want to throw your vote in for that honorable mention, I'm not going to put him in the poll. There's that Alexander Antonov who uh, said it was just banter. Yeah. Um, so also, I'm putting in Lori Lightfoot because she's doesn't know how to control the city. Yes. Yeah, Chicago. It's wild That's here. me. It's gotten wild. Uh, so, a little shorter of an episode than you. I guess. Wow. We had a guest. We didn't have a guest. We we're still a bit long. Yeah. It's um, okay. 
So the transfer cor- uh, the transfer corners here, uh, here to stay for a little bit. Let us know who you want your club to get or get rid of. Yeah, and we'll mention it. Like I said, we will uh, we'll have our intern tweet out maybe a couple ITK stuff. We'll see how it goes. Let us know if you like that or not. And if you made it to this part of the show, let us know which team you like more, Celtic or Rangers. I'm okay, sure. Let us know that. And uh, we'll be back hopefully early next week. Probably, well, I'll say what we'll say, right? maybe around Tuesday. Yeah. Monday might be a bit wild. Um, so hopefully with some some updates, transfer corner, nonce of the week, Champions League updates, Europa League updates. And uh, the Hawks are about to start. Quickly before going off there, RB Leipzig winners 2-1. It's over. Uh, final, Tyler Adams, the game winner. They'll play PSG. And the Blue Jackets, congratulations, have beaten the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-1. They've tied that series 1-1. Anything that? No, it was quick fire. All right. Wild. With that said, let's go to Real manager Unai Emery. Love you guys. Aloha. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. 